You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. We're going to transition into the message this morning. I have the privilege to be able to just share with you a couple of things But before we get into the things that I want to talk about, um, we have to go back just a couple of weeks to Pastor Ben's uh, last message that he had shared and where he had talked about and mentioned the phrase that you might recognize. And he said, mission starts here. And what I say or what I mean when I say that is mission starts here with us. It starts within our hearts. And we also talked about and we read a little bit of Mark and specifically we read Mark chapter 10 verses 45. And I want to read it real quick so we can go back and kind of can remember uh, what this verse says. And so let's read it real quick. It says, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Pastor Ben, a couple weeks ago, he also talked about all the many ways that we had that little uh, Get Connected card, that thing, the Mission Starts Here card that you all could have filled out that had a bunch of different ways in the church that we uh, could have you get connected to get serving, to be like Jesus, not to be served, but to served. And we realize now things are a little bit different. Things have changed since even just two weeks ago, which is crazy to believe, but let's be honest, it's 2020. We know things can change literally within a snap of a finger. And we realize things have changed. It's a lot more difficult now to be, to get connected, to be involved, to serve in the church. And I know it can feel like, and I just want to remind us this morning, I know it can feel like we're taking a step backwards. We're back online again, and I know that makes things really frustrating. I know that that's a struggle for many of us, and it feels like we're taking this step backwards. But I just want to remind all of us this morning that serving and being like Jesus doesn't require us to be inside of a church building. It doesn't require us to be in a kid's room helping out, serving the young people. It doesn't require us to be in the tech booth or in helping out with the youth It's not just confined to those things. It's so much bigger. The mission and the call of God upon each and every single person is so much greater. Now, I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that those things are bad. Each and every single one of those things are good things. But the mission and the call of God is so much greater than just those things. It's about serving in our homes, serving in our workplaces, Serving in places that are even difficult. Serving in places that are easy. And it can seem like such an inconvenience sometimes, right? When we hear that word service or servant or serving, right? We hear that word and a lot of times we think about, oh man, I know that means that maybe it's going to have to, uh, it's going to require me to do something that I don't necessarily want to do, right? I have to take a fine time out of my own time, right? It can become an inconvenience. But I want to ask you this simple question this morning. Do you think that Jesus saw the people that were around him as an inconvenience? When Jesus walked this earth, when he discipled people, when he loved people, when he did everything that he did in just a short amount of time that he was here, did he look at the people and say, man, they're an inconvenience? And I can tell you the answer this morning is no, absolutely not. The people weren't an inconvenience to him. He saw them as an opportunity to pour out his grace, to pour out his love, to disciple, to show them the way that we were called to walk, the way that we were called to live. 
And so this morning, I just want to share with you something earlier this week that my old youth pastor, uh, whom I love very, very much, and I asked him if I could share this this morning, um, and I, he shared with me this a couple of days ago. He said, like I said earlier in the beginning, he said, it may feel like we're taking a step backwards. We're back online. This causes a lot of struggle. It's a frustrating. It feels like we don't understand why is this happening. And he said, of course, this uh, makes things tough for a lot of people, but he said, in this season right now, even though we're back to online, there's a danger that's happening. There's something that's dangerous that we have to watch out for. And this is what he said. There's a danger of missing out on what God can do through this season. If we see this season as a, we're taking a step backwards rather than an opportunity to see what God can do, to see the way that God can move, just in the way that we saw in each and every single person who got in this tank and who was baptized, if we see this as an opportunity to dig really deep and to love people even when it's tough, we'll see what God can do. We won't miss out on this opportunity. And so this morning, I want to give you just a couple of practical ways to think about how we can continue to serve, how we can continue to be involved in a very general way, in, a li in our lifestyle, in the way that we live, right? Because it's so much more than just being here in a church building. And so if you have a pen or a paper or something to write this down, I would encourage you seriously online, grab something real quick. I want you to write this stuff down because this will be really important not only just for today, over this next couple of weeks, maybe even months or years um, to be meditating on these things, to be thinking about these things. Um, these things will really take you a long ways and they're really easy to remember. Um, I won't take credit for these. These are not mine. So don't feel like I'm just this great person, this great thinker who has this in my head. I got these from somewhere else. These are not mine. But write these three things down. They all start with P. Ready? Number one is passion. Write that down. That's the first thing we'll talk about. But the other two, I want to give them to you real quick so you can write them down. The second thing is this, is pain. So the first thing is passion. The second thing is pain. And the third is proficiency. And we're going to go back and we're going to start with the passion. So what I want to ask you this morning is each of these, I'm going to turn each of these three things into a question. And I want to ask you this morning, what is your passion? In your life, as you meditate on the things that you love, on the things that you don't love, what are the things that you find yourself being passionate about? Maybe it's teaching. Maybe it's children. Maybe it's adults. Maybe it's painting. I have no idea what your passions are. That is for you to talk with the Lord, to ask yourself, to meditate on, to think about. I can maybe see some things in some of your lives, but the reality is, is God knows you best, and then the second person that knows you best is you, right? You can know, you can ask these things, so ask this question, be meditating on this, what are you passionate about? And if you have no idea, let me maybe ask you this question, maybe ask the question in a little bit of a different way, um, that can maybe try to wrap your brain around it in a different way. So when you lay your head down at night, what's the thing you think about most before you fall asleep? What is that thing that just burdens your heart, that you think about, that you're passionate about, that you want to be involved in, that you wish you could do something about, that something you wish you could make a change in? What is that thing that you're passionate about? Or maybe let's even ask this question. This is an interesting way of asking it. If money was not an issue, what would you be doing? If money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing? So that's the first thing that we want to be looking at, that we want to be asking and meditating on, is what are you passionate about?
The second thing we talked about is what pains you, right? Do you have a burden for something, for someone, a people group, or a place that just weighs on your heart all of the time that you just wish you could make a difference in? Because the reality is this passion will get you to a lot of places. Passion will carry you. Passion will drive you. Passion will bring you to places that you never thought that you would be able to go before. The passion that just drives it so deep in your heart that you just know that you can keep running. But can I tell you this morning is that what it pains you is something that will keep you serving. Because passion will bring you so far, but when things become difficult, when things become really hard, when that pain becomes so deep that you don't understand it anymore, you don't know if you can bear that burden that you felt in your heart anymore, the thing that pains you will carry you through that season. When you understand that pain that goes so deep, that you know that you are serving, that you are helping the people that you love so much, when things are difficult, when things are rough, what pains you will help you understand and will help you to keep serving. So the third and the final one is what are you proficient at? In other words, what is something that you can do that most other people, if they were just to try to pick up and do, wouldn't be able to do it? For example, in my life, if I were to try to pick up an instrument, if I were to try to right now go and try to play the piano and someone was going to try to teach me, I can tell you right now it would be absolutely terrible. Musically, an instrument, all that type of stuff, I am terrible at it. I cannot do it. I just wasn't born that way. I wasn't gifted in that way. That's not my talent. And I wish it was, but I've accepted that it's not. I'm okay with that, right? But what are you proficient at? What's the one thing that you can do? What's the one thing that everyone always looks at you and tells you, man, you are so good at? You could just, you, I mean, it's effortless to you. You can do it all the time. It's no problem for you. What is the one thing that you're proficient at? Maybe it's a couple of things. I don't know. But musically, I can tell you that's not for me. And so answering these three questions, meditating on these things is a real practical way that if you wrote those down and you take those, and you take those when you go to pray, and you meditate on these things, you ask the Lord, and you say, God, what am I passionate about? What pains me and what am I proficient at? I can tell you right now, if you answer those three questions and you ask the Lord, you'll find exactly where you're supposed to be, where you should be serving, where you can be like Jesus, where you can be and have that heart posture, that mission starts here in our hearts. And we can carry that. We can carry that passion. We can carry that pain. And we know we're proficient because God is with us. Amen. And so with that said, I want to go ahead and invite Pastor Ben to finish out this message this morning. Come on, give it up for Pastor Ben. All right, Pastor Drew. Man, I appreciate you taking some time, talking us through passion, pain, proficiency. These are important aspects that we've got to wrestle with in our lives. And really, today, uh, our message is a call to serve. It's a call to obedience in uh, water baptism, but now it's a call to action for every single one of us. Mission starts here. Amen. So the question I have is how do we serve, right? How do we keep the main thing the main thing? In, in fact, people ask Jesus that very same question 
question. In Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34, the experts of the law, the scribes, they come to Jesus. These are the folks that are kind of in the supreme court, so to speak. They would study scripture all day like Pastor Bobby does. And they would ask the question often, what is the greatest commandment? And you say, well, why would they do that? Well, in that culture, there were 613 different commandments. 365 commandments that were on a negative side and 248 that were on the positive side. And it was interesting, but they would say, well, we can't do all of these things, right? And so they asked Jesus, and what does Jesus do? What does he say? Let's look at it. Verse 29 and, 20, and verse 30 in Mark chapter 12. It says, Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. What Jesus does here is he takes the people back to the Old Testament, back to Moses. In fact, I want to encourage you to write this down. Deuteronomy chapter 6 is where we see that idea emerge in Moses. Verse 3, it starts, Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them. Talk about the laws, the 613, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of the fathers, has promised you in a land of flowing in milk and honey. And then here is the tie, verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Does that sound familiar? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your hearts. He's impressing this, Moses is, for the people of Israel. And then he says, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them as they sit in your home and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hands and they shall be the frontlets between your eyes. In other words, on your forehead. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. A few quick takeaways here. <laughs> the first thing I see is that God wants to bless you. I, I believe that. I, I, God wants us. He loves us just like you love your kids if you've got a family. And then the impression is that we are to make an impact in our kids it's our conviction. It's our consistency. Our kids must see us living the truth at home. Families, this is so important. I also see a singular idea here. God says for you to love him, to love your God, not my God, not your pastors, not your spouse, not your parents, all of the baptismal candidates today, each of them made a personal decision to follow Christ. It's personal, whether you're young or whether you are old. The other thing I see is that four times in Scripture, in, these, in this passage, it says all. Can everyone here say all? all. At home say all, right? The idea is that anything less than all is less than than what God is asking for. That is convicting. And as I was meditating on these verses, 
And talking about, you know, mission starts here. Pain, passion, proficiency that Pastor Drew talked about just a second ago. Thinking about total surrender. The Lord put an idea in my heart that I want to share with you. I want to unpack these few ideas in the next few moments. Number one, we are to love God with all of our heart. That's the core of our being. That's the part of us that is eternal. That's the part inside of us that moves us, so to speak. And can you imagine that that really relates to our pain, what moves us in our hearts, what's, what it is? It's all your heart. It's all your pain. Then it says to love the Lord with all your soul. That's our psyche. That's our inner being. That's the desires, our dreams, our goals, our ambition. There's lots of examples that could come, but the thing that you're most passionate about is what I'm thinking. Our soul relates to our passion. So we've got our heart in pain, our soul in passion. What about our mind? Love the Lord your God with all your mind. That's our intellect. That's our will. That's the way we think and interact. That's our understanding. And I, the Lord just kind of showed me that is related to our proficiency. So it's our heart with our pain, our soul with our passion, our mind, our proficiency, and all of these things are used that we can serve our loving Father. We can be a part of what He has in regards to making His name famous. But what about all your strength? That's the fourth one. That's our physical body, right? Our capacity, our talents, what you possess. It all is focused on Him. And what I love is that when you look at the three circles, pain, passion, proficiency, right where those all intersect, there is a sweet spot. Right in the middle. Can you see it? It's highlighted there. It's a sweet spot that we can get our mind around. And it's in the sweet spot when we, those three things are, are working together that we are most effective. You say, well, how would you know if you were doing it right, right? With all your strength, right? How do you know when you're working in your sweet spot? Well, the challenge was for all of Israel, not just the pastors, not just the elite, not just the parents, not just your spouse. It's for every single one of us. But we get some clarity in the next verse, Mark chapter 12, verse 31. Let's look at what it says. It says, then the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So we love God, we love others. There's no other greater than this. But you say, well, which one is more important? Well, the way I see it is that these two commandments are intertwined. You cannot separate these. And as I was thinking about this and just meditating and praying, you know where my mind went? My mind went to the cross. And I just thought, well, look at the cross with me here for a moment. What does the cross represent? Of course, Jesus dying on the cross. But in, within the cross, there are two components here. There is a vertical relationship. Our relationship with God, right, is vertical from, from uh, earth to heaven. But it also represents a horizontal relationship, our relationship with others. Does that make sense? 
I mean, this is something that it just caught my attention. And, and so when we think about loving God with all of our heart, we're loving others like we love ourselves 100%. It really is a picture of the cross. But can we just acknowledge that this picture of the cross, let's see if I can hold this and talk at the same time, it's intimidating. It is so intimidating because there's not one person that's watching online, there's not one person in this room right now that can do what the cross represents. It's impossible. To follow the law perfectly, all 613, the law sets us up for disappointment. We all fall short. That's why we need the cross, right? The standard's too high. What does Romans chapter 3, verse 10 and 12 say? It says this. Look, it says, none is righteous. No, not one. One Uh, No one understands. No one seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. That means no one here. Not even one. And that's a sobering thought. That we, the the goal is is the cross, right? Love God, love others, but we cannot do it on our own. That's why the Lord, he brings us to the cross. He brings us to the cross. It is what he does in our lives that makes the difference. It's more about what Christ has done for us than it is what we can do for him. Going back to that first verse that Pastor Drew talked about, Mark chapter 10, verse 45. What was wrapped up in Jesus' heart? It says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And I'll just say, that's the ideal. That's the cross. Jesus is the example. But every single one of us have an opportunity this week. Can you just get your mind around the idea that somebody needs you this week? Someone needs the love of Jesus, and you are the one that is going to bring that. It's the love of Christ that compels us. It's being servant-hearted, just like Jesus was. It's about getting our relationship with God right and our relationship with others right. And of course, we can't do it perfectly, but we strive, and we, with the Lord's help, at the cross, we do that. I started the the whole morning asking the question, what is the most important thing you do every single day? And I want to end with that idea. We believe that we're in the end times. Just like uh, David Wells in the baptismal tank, uh, in his testimony, talked about the fig tree. There are signs all around us that the Lord is going to return, and it's going to be quickly. And we understand that. And with that, it compels us to do something, to get involved, to be missional, to live with our passion, our pain, and our proficiency, to live with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and with all of our strength. And this week, I believe God.
wants to use you. He wants to use me. It's Thanksgiving week. Some of us will be with family. Others of us will stay at home and, and uh, be more isolated, and that's okay. But regardless, this week, someone needs you. Maybe it's a phone call or an email or a letter written, sent home, saying Happy Thanksgiving. In fact, we should do that as a staff this week. We should send cards to everybody in the church. Could we do that this week? Yeah, let's do that. And the Lord will use it. So I want to do this. I want to end the service with a response, your response and my response. I want to talk first and kind of bring us to the point of our vertical relationship. I want you to think about the cross, your relationship from heaven to earth, and what does that look like today? For some of you that are here, and maybe those that are online, you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you were like some of the baptismal candidates, and you're running from God, and, and you're, you're away from God. Well, today is your day. You will never forget your friend or your family member being baptized and now you surrendering your life to Jesus. And I just want to help you. It's not the words of a prayer that save you. It's putting your faith, putting your trust in Jesus. You can be around church. You can be a, a, you know, attending. You can, you can be in a Christian family, but be far, far away from Jesus. But today, I believe that the Holy Spirit is softening your heart. So let's just think about this for a moment. Your relationship with your Heavenly Father, your vertical relationship. And I just want you, right where you are, to ask the Lord to strengthen that relationship this week. And for some of you, you need to call on the name of the Lord, ask Him to forgive you, to cleanse your heart. In fact, probably most of us have some sin this week that we say, Lord, take it away again. I'm sorry for the sin in my life. And for those of you that don't know Jesus or you're coming back to him right now, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just convict you to the point where you're saying, man, I've got to make a decision. I'm going to follow Christ. My relationship from the earth to heaven, from heaven to earth, is more important than anything else I do. What's the most important thing you do in a day? It's your relationship with your Heavenly Father. And so, Lord, right now I pray that you would just minister. Lord, that you would help us in our relationship with you. Lord, purify our hearts. Lord, we're sorry for the things we've done wrong. Lord, we just lay our lives at your feet. And Lord, we say you can use us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The second thing I want us to do, and what I'd like for you to do if you're in the sanctuary here, I want you to stand right where you are. And I want you just to spread out and where you can kind of put your hands out and to just give yourself some room here for a moment. So there might be some shifting here. Whoa, almost lost the cross. <laughs> Careful, Ben. So we're going to cross here. And I want you to think about the horizontal relationship, your relationship with others. In fact, you ought to do this at home. Just smack your neighbor, whoever you're sitting by on the couch, right? Or at the, if you're still in bed, just, you know, give a good big yawn. You know, put your, put your arms off to the side. And I want you to think about your relationship with others. Your relationship with others matters. And can you believe that God wants to use you? Come on, keep your hands out there. Yeah, keep your hands out there. 
in a horizontal relationship this week. I believe that he does. And he's calling you. He's going to help you. And you know what's crazy? If you walked around with your hands wide like that, let me see. Can I get this to stand? Yeah, Pastor Rachel, thank you. Hold that. Because I want to do a little dance for you, all right? Because this is what I'm thinking, all right? So if you walked around the rest of the day or this week like this, and you're going like this, and you're just you're gonna bump into somebody with your hands, right? You're gonna talk to somebody, you're gonna, you're gonna smack somebody, right? You're gonna, you're gonna hit, you can't even walk through a normal doorway unless you go sideways, right? And the fact is, is that you are going to interact with somebody this week. And I just want you to think about what is God doing? What is He charging you to do to make an impact? let's just ask the Lord to help us this week as your hands are out. Lord, I pray that you would do a mighty work in and through us that this week we would be about your business. And God, I bring it back to loving you so I can love others with all my heart. That's my pain, that what, what moves me. All my soul, that's my, that's my passion, the things that, that get me going. All my, I, can't, I lost my train of thought. Where was I? All my heart, my soul, my mind, my intellect, right? That's my proficiency. You put all that together, Lord, it's with all my strength. Lord, use each and every one of us at home and here. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. And Lord, now we leave here, for those that were here for baptism, or as you get going in your day, uh, or you, uh, you keep going for your day, Lord, I pray now that you would go before us, behind us, and all around us, in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen and amen. We love you. Thank you for joining us today. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.